What's going on, El Paso? You're listening to the Coldest Zone Podcast with your hosts, Ed Stansbury and Jason Flores. We're talking about all the top players, teams, and the coaches in the Sun City. You think you know, but you have no idea. Don't miss out on the behind-the-scenes talk of who's dominating on Friday Night Lights. Download the Coldest Zone Podcast on your favorite podcast application. Gia! Come on! Jay, episode 20, we made it, dog. We sure did, dog. Hey, we made it. And, uh, you know, you and I have been talking, like, how long are we going to do the coldest zone uh, <laughs> through this season? <laughs> and uh, what was it, about a month ago, we said, let's let's get to episode 20. Yeah. That'll take us uh, through the regular season, uh, through, you know, by district. Right, and, at and, least up to playoffs. Yeah, up to playoffs. And, and we're here, man. And I know last week we flashed it back, right? We did, dog. And we talked about, you know, week one. To week 10, right? Mm-hmm. But let's use episode 20, man. I've been feeling really nostalgic lately, Okay. Man. And let's go back. You want to go know, back a little bit? Let's talk about, hey, yeah, hit that. I could, yeah, I could go back, no? you know what I'm saying? Let's talk about episode one. Let's talk about how we came up with the coldest zone. And let's go through episode one through 20, man. It's just the highlights, you know, because that's what we want. And that's what our, our downloaders and subscribers want. But it's been a hell of a ride, Jay, man. You know, and we talked about it last week in episode 19 man crazy 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 season we said that from episode one until episode 19 and we're here in episode 20 talking man give me your thoughts what do you feel hey we are straight podcasters now dog dog i mean we're probably number one in the city Um, (laughs) (laughs) hey you know what dog we did this and i'm enjoying it and i think that's why a lot of people have given us some good feedback is that we're doing this because we enjoy it if we had to do it because we had to It'd be a different vibe, bro. Totally different vibe. Yeah. Bro. And hey. I, it's just fun, man. Hey, and I think, you know, like, it's something that we really get to be ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because, uh, <laughs> you know, when when I'm doing uh, Channel 9, when I'm doing yeah. Overtime, when you're doing Overtime, it's it's different, right? Yeah, you I know? gotta put that tie on. You, know? you gotta, gotta act right. <laughs> when we're speaking at, uh, when I'm speaking at high schools and doing different things, like, it's <laughs> different. But this is the raw, un- Uncut version Uncut. of Jason Flores and Ed Stansberry. And this is us, dude. This is when we're chilling, like even mm-hmm. before this podcast. You know, when we're chilling, this is, these are the conversations we're having. Yeah. And this is this is raw. And it's real, man. Yeah, it is. It is. And I think people can appreciate that. I got a message uh, from Coach Franz saying, like, they were watching Nine Overtime on Friday night, uh-huh. right? And they're like, 
She was like, that's the same guy from the Colts zone. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to Coach France. Yeah, uh, shout out to sure. Mrs. France uh, for downloading and subscribing and tuning in every week. Coach France uh, certainly, man, did the damn thing. Hey, Five man. by district championships? Wow. Are you kidding me? Wow. Mm. Hey, man, I really enjoy watching Friday when he posts a picture of him and his wife because that's a family thing, Yeah, man. dude, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? There's no way that Coach France is getting through that district and winning all those championships without the help and support of his family. That, the, the wives of these high school head coaches, and, and they can all agree to this, the mm-hmm. wives are the unsung heroes, man. Yeah. They are the glue that, that keeps everything together for the program, for these head coaches, man. So shout out to all the all the coaches' wives out there because there's, there's a ton of them, and uh, we appreciate keeping your husbands uh, <laughs> in line and ready to go uh, for the season because I know they've been dealing with a lot of stress this season. That and also the wives, hey, what time you coming home? Right. Because, you know, Coach Franz and his whole staff is putting a, a lot of hours, man, a lot of film study, a lot of hours at the school because this year was a little bit different. You yeah. know, it wasn't just, hey, let's just get my team ready, get prepared for the next game. It was make sure everybody stays safe and healthy. Yeah. Right? I mean, more so this year than any other year. We know that the head coach's life, the assistant coach's life, it's a crazy life, man. That is. And that was a life that I didn't want, mm. <laughs> you know, mm. uh, just because <laughs> of that time away. Like, I felt like I spent enough time already away from my wife when, when I was still playing in my family. But, you know, with COVID and everything and all these guys had to do, a lot of what they had to prepare for was virtually, man. Mm-hmm. So that was that was just more... Yeah. time you know doing that and being away from from the family and and, hey, and but shout to out to done. Karis and Melinda yes for allowing us to take <laughs> all this time out to do something that we love to do but also to provide this information back to the community yes so yes. Shout out to the wives. Yes, Karis, Melinda, thank you guys. (laughs) Let's uh, shout out a couple more of our hardcore listeners, man. People that reach out to us. You know, you got, hey, let me me start with my boy out in Cali, Robert Thomas, man. We've talked about him through many episodes, man. One of the best high school, college, NFL players that I've ever uh, been around, Mm -hmm. man. He was a linebacker out of El Centro. Uh, You know, went to UCLA. He was a year younger than me. I kind of took him under my wing. And and we've been best friends ever since, man. And, uh, you know, he went on. He was a a Buckus finalist coming out of UCLA, first round draft pick to the St. Louis Rams, Uh, you know, played with the Raiders for a while, but he listens every week, every episode. He's he's now, he's now coaching at uh, Mission Viejo out in Orange County, my old stomping ground. So shout out to you, RT. Shout out to Rob Tom, man. uh, For tuning in, man. And then we come back to El Paso, man. Julio Aguilar. Mike, Mike Salcedo, Bobby Culler, Adrian brought us. Yeah, like so man. many guys reach out to us, Jay, and drop us love. Uh, Aldo Malucci, and you know, obviously his yep. son, the only Stansbury certified kicker uh, <laughs> in the Sun City. His dad, Aldo Malucci, yep. uh, always showing us love, man, on social media. And then who who else you got, Jay? The Powers family, man. Yeah, you know, you know Mr. What I'm Powers, Mr. Powers, nothing but love out there. And also, like, the Serrano family, man. Yeah, you Del know Valle. me, man. I'm a big Joel Serrano fan. You are, fan. man. Hey, you need some Del Valle gear, dog. <laughs> dog. Maybe, you know maybe uh, Jesse Perales can send you some of his old stuff, dog. You know, one family, hey, one destiny. I was a big fan <laughs> of JP back then, too, No doubt. Man, Both of us. Sure. He would be a good guy to get on Colder's own, man. Oh, JP's. You a- know what? We could talk about so many. Th- we could talk about his transition yeah. out of El Paso, right? Mm-hmm. We could talk to him about what the difference is, what 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 what's the play difference 
from El Paso yeah. kids Play to Dallas. Mindset. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yes. And he could really break that down. So JP, if you're listening, man, we'll do a special episode if JP comes on. Let's make it happen. But JP, real quick, district champions. District champions. Yeah. Yeah. So and I think they played yesterday in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. So we'll yes. have to find out what happened there. Yeah. So shout out to JP. Yeah. No doubt. Mike Deal, too. And Mike Deal's kids, they're balling That's right. out there. That's yeah, right. They, yep. they made the trip with JP. Uh, and his boys are doing really well out there as well. Yeah. So congratulations uh, to them. And then, Jay, you like our boys, man. Tim White, uh, Edgar yeah. Weddle, the Torres brothers, Joseph Vasquez. Can't forget my dude, JV, man. Uh, your co-host, 905 Showcase yes. Live, BSN Sports. Yes. Uh, he's going to help us with the virtual draft on, on Sunday, December 20th, man. But he's been on a few episodes. And what about uh, my dude, man? JJ Calderon. Yeah, JJ holding That's it down. Dog, uh, athletic director for SISD. Uh, so much love to you, yep. JJ. Also, Red Storm head coach. Mm-hmm. undefeated red storm head coach <laughs> yeah, for sure <laughs> and then jay like uh, robert godin is the top view boys man always always showing us love always showing us from the love. beginning robert uh, joseph man we appreciate it yeah jimmy mack from be the best uh, yeah you know. he's doing his thing and you can't forget man prep one jesse tovar man i appreciate all that you've done for for us the colder zone and the showcase the prep one crew yeah jesse is doing it right man the whole prep one crew man that, that's that's like an army out at games man and and they're bringing like those pictures those videos that oh, yeah. come under that prep one name man because that team is built up to like 20 30 people now and it's not just el paso it's all across texas hey, man jesse tovar is building an empire dog yeah when he has all these different little production teams fall under him dog it's a matter of time before he takes over yeah definitely a game changer so yeah. shout out to to you jesse tovar and the entire prep one crew thank you for for everything that you've done for 915 showcase for the coldest zone yes repping us helping us with the graphics uh, for our players of the week for our teams of the week for our top five throughout the entire season shout out to to the whole prep one crew yeah and that's everybody man from the house of victory guys to yeah. to the whole crew that's yeah, done frank everything. casas yeah, with sure. the stansbury certified came through man and when frank yeah. reached out to me i was like heck yeah let's do it man. you know and let's they come came through. out tight dog. man those they graphics Really were tight. really clean, man. So uh, much love uh, to you, uh, Frank Costas, House of Victory, for that. And Jay, let's get it going, man. Yeah. Let's get it going, man, because episode 20, man, I'm telling you, I've been feeling very nostalgic lately, man. I don't know if it's what I've been watching on Netflix or whatever. I've been, mm-hmm. I, you know, I was tuning in. I watched that new Selena series. Doug and... Yo, I don't know if I'm feeling that one. No, I liked it, man. You know the nah, music. The it was music. A bit weird though. Do you remember we were in high school? Okay. When Selena passed, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember I was I was standing with uh, one of the security guards, uh, Sam Ochoa, out in front of Damn, uh, Urban High School. You remember Big Sam, Sam, man? And uh, and dog, like I showed up and people were crying. Like I mean, crying, mm. real tears, dog. And I was like, what's, Sam, what's going on? And he was like, Selena died. And uh, it, it just happened to be there was a Selena on our cheerleading squad, right? <laughs> and I kind of had like a little crush on her, right? She was older. You know, I think it was like a sophomore or something when this happened. And I was like, no, I just saw her at the game on Friday. <laughs> Selena, what? And he's like, no, Selena. 
the singer. And I hadn't, I didn't know Selena. I didn't think I knew Selena, right? Yeah. But then all her songs started coming out. Dog, we grew up with those songs. Oh, yeah. You just didn't know who it was. Right. That's all it was. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I've been I've been back and forth with everything that's going on, Jay. And, and we've got a lot on the table, on our plate, getting ready for this uh, virtual draft coming oh, up. Oh, man. Hey, um, I'm excited for it, man. And the cool thing is, is that we're still going to have the draft, and it looks like we're still going to have the combine. But we'll get into that a little bit later, man. We got a special guest Coming yes. in the studio a little finally, bit later. Finally, it's finally, about time, finally. dude. Yeah, and let me give a quick shout out to Oscar Leeser. Yes. Uh, they just made an announcement uh, last night that he won uh, the election for mayor in the runoff with current mayor, uh, Mayor DeMargo. DeMargo. And it wasn't even close, man. <laughs> like 80% to 18 yeah, or you something, know, like, something that. like that. So shout out to Oscar Leeser, our title sponsor, yes. our draft commissioner. Yes. He is back and he is making this opportunity he is the reason why we can have this opportunity to showcase and highlight the All-Stars, even though we're not going to have a game. For those of you that missed the press conference this past week on Tuesday, Executive Director, the Godfather, Rick Hernandez, made his announcement that we were not going to have the game. Yeah. But, but, uh, but we'll get into all the details a little bit later once he gets okay. to the studio. All right. Let's do that. So we'll do that. But let's go ahead and break down. Hey, let's go ahead and recap, man. Yesterday was the final Game of playoffs for the first week of playoffs, right? Yeah. So let's go ahead and recap the 915 Showcase Playoff Edition. Let's start out at 6A, man. There was a few teams that, it was pretty much all of them that played out of town. So Eastlake played San Angelo. Eastwood played Abilene High. Franklin took on Mojo. And Montwood took on Midland Lee, man. Yeah. And Eastlake was the only game in town right oh uh, yep you're right yeah, my that, bad yep. that was the, that was a game i was out to, that's out, right out, that's right um out at the sack and then tell East me your Lake thoughts Franklin. on that east lake could have won this game right really yeah i think they matched up with san angelo very well but you know and i said it on nine overtime it was it was the execution part of it you know, because the first quarter they were trading scores back and forth, right? Eastlake mm-hmm. was was in the game. They were getting turnovers. Ryan Olivas was capitalizing uh, off of those turnovers. Elijah Uribe, mm-hmm. an unsung hero yeah. for the season and somebody that's coming back that we're, we have to look forward to uh, next season. Had a great game, but there was two key interceptions in, in the second quarter by Ryan Olivas that San Angelo converted into touchdowns. And that's where the difference in that that ball game happened. that was in the second quarter that was in the second quarter uh i think they went up by uh two scores two or three scores going into halftime and it was just too much for east lake mm-hmm. uh to come back uh in, in the second half but you know i liked what ruben rodriguez said he was like look it is what it is man we we didn't execute the way we should have but looking on paper dog like these guys matched up very well yeah you know san angelo came in and they executed better than east lake and that's why they were victorious yeah so that was a, a 35-54 San Angelo over Eastlake. And then yesterday, the uh, Troopers, they took on Abilene High, man, and they were in the game for at least three and a half quarters. 
Yeah, so so they fell they fell behind early, right? We were trying to follow with this. Well, I mean, yeah, they did for a little bit, but they were coming back. Man, Andrew Martinez kept him in the game. That defense was solid. It was a great game out there at Fort Stockton. Yeah, man. And you know, looking at this, Jay, because we got the draft coming up, Eastwood has some playmakers oh, on yeah. both sides of the ball. You mm-hmm. know, it's not just Andrew Martinez, it's not just AJ Delgado. They got guys on defense yeah. that that really stepped up for them and are the reason why they shared a part of that. 6A co-district championship. Yeah, so unfortunately, the Troopers lost to Abilene High, 35-42. And then the Cougars, man, Franklin took on Odessa Permian out at Ratliff Stadium, man. Hey. What, what an awesome venue, right? Hey, uh, yeah, Ratliff Stadium, dog. We have many battles out yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this is one of those games, dog, where you leave it all on the line. Yeah. Wasn't There wasn't many people outside of that Franklin program that said you guys had a chance, right? You know, they're going yeah. up against Mojo. They're on a road trip, right? But Franklin has been one of the teams, especially in 6A, building momentum through the last part of the season. And they went out there with nothing to lose, and they made it a competitive game. Yeah, they did. This is a really good Permian team, dog. Because in the past maybe two, three years, they've struggled. They struggled because Min Lee has taken over. But this is a really good Odessa Permian team, and they lost 26 26- to 37. Yeah, and they were um, mounting a comeback in the fourth quarter yeah. on this one. So maybe Permian was sleeping on them Krugers, you yeah. know, thinking that it was just going to be an automatic win. But uh, Stephen Powers, you know. What uh, a big run. Yeah, Devin what a big Clark, run when he got on the board. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Coach Walker, they did a good job preparing the Cougars for for this road uh, game. And it was a respectable, uh, respectable performance for them with that yep. 37-26 loss over Mojo. Yep, and then our final 6A game was Midland Lead beat Montwood 66-21, which we knew that that was going to be a tough game for the Rams, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about last week in episode 19, Montwood has kind of lost that, that steam, you know, yeah. uh, from, from they, how they started off. Yeah, uh, and this early is a really season. good men and lead team. Like, you had to be your best. They're going to make a run. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it was it was a tough one. But, you know, the silver lining in this one, Jay, did you see that? I don't know if you caught it on nine overtime. This was the first time Montwood, you know, it was a road trip out there in Midland. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Lee coaching staff, the administrators did a senior announcement for, nice. for the Montwood Rams, man. So very classy move yeah. for them to be able to do I that uh, in front of the parents of the Rams. So shout out to Midland Lee for making that happen for uh, the Montwood Rams. Yeah. So shout out to so Midland all, Lee. So all the 6A is done. All the 6A is done. Unfortunately. Yeah, all the 6A is done. And Jay, you know, every year we talk about it, beating that no. Permian Basin. We've been knocking the door. Franklin's won some games out there. El Dorado, when Coach Ruben Torres was in 6A yeah. and at that school, they they've won those games right and i think we're winning more but this year the permian basin got the best of all the el paso teams you know um on twitter i saw coach julio lopez you know he posted a few um tweets on there it's really good to see a coach say hey you know what we did it the right way dude like we we took care of our players our players took care of each other and we went out there and we played hard and that's all he could ask for right yeah unfortunately they just came up short but yeah out at that that trip out to fork stockton so did you catch that that julio opted to play at a neutral site 
to allow the Eastwood to move, right? You know, to make the trip and I be out there it. and see. And, and yeah, you know, there was teams and we'll get into them in a second. Like I think Del Valle had the opportunity to do that and they decided, no, we want the home uh, home field advantage <laughs> being here in El Paso, uh, which uh, we'll get into, Jay. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and jump into that. Uh, let's get into uh, some of these two 5A games because there are some winners still going, um, yeah. going strong. And uh, let's kind of recap what happened uh, uh, on Friday. Yeah, so Parkland took on Austin. This was a game that I thought was really going to come down to the end. I thought they were somewhat evenly matched as far as power on the offensive side. Parkland won this one 21-7. And Jacarius Lewis, of course, man, he uh, finished 15 for 30, 271 yards, one touchdown. And and on the defensive side, Patrick Torres, man, 11 tackles, one tackle for a loss. But I didn't see Barton. Yeah. I didn't know. Is he hurt? or I don't know. You know? I don't know. Maybe that's something that, that we can ask. Obanen played well. Yeah, I but... saw him. He had a touchdown. But this was this was Jacarius Lewis, man. And yeah. this was him, you know, getting the ball downfield effectively, 271 yards. I'm sure he had close to 100 yards rushing, man. And he, would you say he was the best dual threat quarterback in El Paso in the 2020 season? Yeah. But there was nobody else that went out and played consistently like the way he did week to week. And, and he could run away from people. He had that speed. Yeah, he did. Uh, where he could run away. But he was also, we talked about it last week, throwing the ball downfield effectively. So shout out to Coach Franz. Shout out to that whole staff. Uh, five, we mentioned it in the in early on in the episode, Jay. Five by district championships in a row. If that's not a dynasty out there for Parkland, man, yeah. give it to him, man. And and Coach Franz, his name is moving up yeah. to those lists of those Tom Works, of the Tony Shaws, of the Alan Sepkowitz, right? From from all the championships that they're winning under his tutelage as head coach for the Parkland Matador. So shout out uh, to Coach Franz. Shout out to all the team, all the players out there for doing the damn thing. And let's bring it home. Let's yeah. keep this. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it flowing. Canyon Randall on Thursday night yep. this week. So we'll keep an eye on that game, man. But best of luck uh, to the Parkland Matadors. Let's bring home that gold ball. Yeah, for sure. But I do want to shout out to the Austin Panthers, man. What a great run for the Panthers and Will Rodriguez and that whole crew. You know what? I was watching that game towards the end, and he was the only one that went up to Coach France was like, hey, great game. Yeah. You know, Will Will Rod is the one that leaves it all on the field. You don't he's have to the tell one, me, though. He's the one, <laughs> yeah, I, I got to tell you nothing. Uh, he's the one that leaves it all on the field, and he's the one that's in the bus exhausted. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's not joking. He ain't moving around. Dog, he's exhausted. Top five pick in the draft? He better be. <laughs> he better be. No doubt about it, I'll man. I'll tell you that much. Uh, you know, it's going to be really cool to, yeah. to see how, how it plays out uh, for the draft on December 20th. But, yes, shout out to Eric Pichardo, the Austin Panthers, Will Rodriguez, Isaiah Witt, a starter. Great season. They wanted it. They wanted a better season, right? But yeah. uh, they came prepared and they battled every year. It just fell short against Parkland. In, let's, uh, let's just talk real quick about it. We talked about it earlier in the episodes, and I mentioned it. Do you think them not having any kind of passing game hurt them in this game? Without a doubt, Jay. I, you know, I'm sure they probably threw less than 20 attempts all season long. Right. Right. And I went and saw them in person. I think it was the Austin Andrus matchup and they fell behind. Right. So they were forced to throw the ball late in the game 
to to try to score, right? Mm-hmm. And you just can't rely on a passing game when you don't pass it all season long, yeah. man. And so that really was, but that's the football that they play. That's Eric Pichardo's offense, yeah. you know? And so they have to go out and they have to dominate the game. They have to control. They have to play that methodical football that, that, that the Godfather always talks about. Right, Rick Hernandez, mm-hmm. and and control the game and limit the time the opposing teams have with the ball, so they're not having to play catch up at the end of the game. We know they could put points up, mm-hmm. right? That Bel Air game, they scored what 50, 60 points. Yeah, but when they run into an offense like Parkland that could put points up as well, then they get kind of behind yeah. on points. Yeah. You can't run the ball all the time. No, no. As yeah, much so as I would love to. To answer your question, yes, I think not having a passing game really hurts them yeah. uh, when when the game's on the line and they gotta they gotta drive the ball eighty yeah. yards down the field, and you know you have a quarterback that uh, really hasn't thrown the ball at all, right? You know, six or I would say they average maybe two or three uh, passes, uh, passes a game, yeah. and, and with a starter <laughs> throwing uh, one of those, uh, you know, because they yeah. ran that. I won them halfback pass. passes. Yeah. Or something. But anyway, man, but, yeah, congratulations to the Parkland uh, yes. Matadors uh, for that victory. 21-7 over the Austin Panthers. Um, next game in 2-5-A is Ganathio. So, unfortunately for the Ganathio-Andrews game, you know, Andrews had a forfeit because of a positive test for El Paso High. But hey, that's the name of the game. That's that's what it's been all year, right? Yeah, that was that was par for the course for this season, man. Just uh, you know, going in, there was games that were canceled yeah. an hour before kickoff, and just very unfortunate for Andrus having to forfeit that game and being exposed. So Canatillo will move on, and uh, they played Grapevine. Yeah, they played Grapevine on Friday. Okay. So good luck to the uh, Eagles on uh, Friday night. Yeah, Coach Brooks is going to have that team ready. Remember, yeah. that 2014, Jay, from all that, that you talked about uh, in earlier episodes, man, if there's a coach here that has experience winning on the road mm-hmm. and winning in the playoffs, it's uh, it's Scott Brooks. So shout out to Scott Brooks, the Canatillo Eagles, LJ Martin. Mm-hmm. Do the damn thing. You know, let's get some wins and, you know, go in and get some wins, get some experience and enjoy the moment. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right. So let's go ahead and move on to the next game. The Horizon Scorpions, man, they took on the Irving. Oh, don't get me started, man. Goodness. You go ahead and talk about this one, man, because I got a pit in my stomach. (laughs) Oh, no, Jack. Remember, (laughs) Mr. Alumni? I love my team. Hey, love them and hate them, whether they win or lose. Horizon won this game 40 to 26 at Tony Shaw Field. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think that's what hurt even worse, dog. Yeah, Jay. Damn and it. So, so we knew coming into this, right? Because we yeah. talked about it last week. Irvin want to share that district championship yeah. with Andrus and with Burgess, two teams that they didn't play in season because of COVID, right? Right. They had wins against El Paso High. They had wins against Hanks. Hanks. They had wins against Jefferson Jeff. and Bowie. Right, four and zero, undefeated. Right? right, so we said this coming into this game. We said this is going to be their biggest test of the season. All right, so let me jump in. Okay, so you remember a few episodes back, you was all pissed off, and Johnny Arns was pissed off at okay. me because I was going against the Rockets because I thought uh, one, I thought that Aaron Molina was playing. But anyway, that's a different situation when it came. Okay, to that. where are you getting, going with this? Where I'm going with this is <laughs> the teams that they won. Uh-huh. And I told you from the beginning, they should have won those games, right? Okay. They play a team that is 
a pretty solid team mm. in the Horizon Scorpions. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, did they get exposed? You know what I'm saying? Mm, maybe a little bit, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe a little bit. I okay. don't know. Maybe it they, just wasn't their night. They won games that they should have won, and okay. I'm a little bit hard on my Rockets, dog, because you know what? We've been taught. We were brought up to be the best. Yes. This is how if if we do anything in life for all you Rocket alumni out there, we were taught we're, anything we do. We want to be the best at it. Right. Right. So, hey, if you want to put address in front of me, let's do it. You want to put horizon in front of me? Let's do it. We have to play the best in order to be the best. And if we lose, then hell, we go down swinging. Right. Right. So against a legit horizon team and shout out to Coach Melendez and his staff and Coach Franz, dog, they expected to win. Yeah. That night. Yeah. Speaking of Jacob Kihas, Jay. Okay. I talked about no one hit wonders, right? Right. Yo, check this out. 14 for 16. Okay. 193 yards with an 85.7 passer rating. Okay. He had two INTs, right? Okay. But he was, his completion percentage was 87%. Yeah. So I have no idea where those two picks, and you know, I don't know if it was a tip ball that he could have got picked. Right. You know what I mean? So he was putting it there. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's played pretty consistently and did enough in this game to beat the Rockets, but the shining star for for the Horizon Scorpions in that Friday night win was you know him well, Jay. Ernie Garcia, the junior. 15 carries, 186 yards. Four touchdowns. One, two, three, four touchdowns, Jay, in that win against our Rockets, man. Shout out to Paulo Melendez, man, doing the damn thing. I don't I want to know when the last time the Horizon Scorpions won a bi-district championship. That's a good question. <laughs> right? That's a good question, man. And so, I'm happy for them, man. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, the Rockets, you know, for us, they couldn't pull it off, but Shout out to the teams that went out there and wanted it. You know what I'm saying? Those teams wanted. Yes, exactly. And they wanted that game. They wanted that win. So shout out to them. Yeah, man. Shout out to Paulo Melendez again, Coach Franz, and the whole staff out at Horizon. Best of luck. Jay, who do they have coming up this week? They got Lubbock Cooper on Thursday. Oh, nice. Okay. Hey, they have a chance. They have a chance, man. Let's do it, man. Hell yeah. Hey, hey, them guys put on their pants the same way we do. Same way. You know, go out there and just leave it all out on the field, man, and play with reckless abandon and uh, let the chips fall where they may. All right, so let's uh, let's go to move on to the next uh, game. He sled it, took on Burgess. So, hey, I was leaning towards the Indians on this one. I was like, hey, Javier De La Rosa, he's had a great year. I know, I think he's just a sophomore or a junior. Junior. I was thinking, hey, go out there and ball out. Go out there and ball out, but Burgess brought it. Nah, Burgess, Burgess looked like the Burgess we talked about before this season yeah. started, man. Tavoris finally, I mean, had a breakout game, dog. He was so good. To He looks like a deer running down the sideline. You know that? Yeah, he does. Uh, 10 carries, 131 yards, two touchdowns. And then Coach Rutledge's son stepping in, making an impact for the Burgess Mustangs. Yeah. You got to love. Hey, so father, son, quarterback, 
I don't yes. know. I don't know if there's any. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Maybe Montez, uh, dad and son, yeah, quarterbacks. Yeah. But this was really cool, man, to see Andrew Rutledge out there, and he looked very comfortable. Seventeen for twenty-four, mm-hmm. two hundred thirty-eight yards, and four touchdowns. So congratulations to the Burgess Mustangs, Alec Marenko out there balling, Tavoris, everybody. Dude. Yeah, they did a great job. The Eastland Indians, forty-two to six. And that's going to wrap it up for that district. Let's go ahead and go out to 15A, man, where Del Valle took on Lubbock Monterey. One family. One, one destiny, destiny, baby. One family. One destiny. <laughs> one family. One destiny. Because you know what you can't do to the Del Valle conquistadors. You know what I mean? Sleep on me. Hey. Hey, Coach Gardner be riding me, dog. I've been, I've been rolling <laughs> with Del Valle. Quit sleeping on him, man. Hey, Coach Gardner, man. Hey, life. Up, man. I got number love uh, for Del Valle and the Conquistadors, yes. man. Jay. Hey, and shout out to the Serrano family and the Tejas family, man. Yeah, Fabian. They us some love. Yeah, Jay, we had episode 19. We talked about being out there uh, at that game and how emotional it was uh, for yes. us just to, yes. to see that, to see the family out there on the field and, and following the game. But Fabian reached out to me and just said, hey, you invited us, dog, for, for a tailgate, Yo, man. I was hyped. I, I wanted know. to go. If I didn't have work and everything else that yeah. happened that day, I would I would have gone. I know. And I was out at the sack uh, covering that East yeah. Lake game. But Fabian, Mr. Tejas, thank you for the invite. It was a pleasure watching your son, Brandon, and the whole entire Del Valle crew. And, uh, you know, best of luck to you guys this week. Bring home the hardware, man. Let's do it, man. And, and Jay, it goes back to playing with a different mentality, man. They're playing for different reason yeah uh, and and when you add that type of emotion into the game when you're lacing up your cleats when you're strapping on the shoulder pads man great things happen uh, so shout out to the Valle, shout out to uh, to coach out there rudy Contreras. let's do it let's Dog, do it they let's just, do it they have this do not quit mentality yeah regardless if we're down by 5 10 15 or 20 points they just have this do not quit mentality. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it was like all the way uh, to the end and the, the defense holding it down. Yep. Tommy Calderon, Tejas, all of those guys, man. Yeah. Shout coming out to together them. and pulling out the win, willing the win against uh, Lubbock. So shout out to them. They are going up against uh, Red Oak on Thursday. Thursday. Where's Red Oak at? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure it's somewhere in Texas. I can tell you that. Uh, no, I don't know. I have no idea. I, li- I like Del Valle. I like Del Valle. Oh, I like, yeah. I like Parkland getting wins in this next round, man. So, Del Valle, one family, one destiny. Yeah, let's go. We are behind you. The coldest zone, Jason Flores and Ed Stansberry. Jay, what else you got? All right. So, Aztecs, man, they had a forfeit their game. El Dorado had a forfeit, right? So, unfortunately for them, again, just another bad COVID situation. And then Chapin, they took on Armorella Tuscosa. So, their team was... Uh, Good experience for them, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what you got to chalk that one up to. Mason Standifer, uh, the quarterback coming back. Uh, yep. The running back, uh, Massey, right? Massey uh, and uh, Williamson. Had a good season. Yep. Uh, not that many seniors on, on Chapin's team. So, that was experience. That is going to build them uh, and get them tougher and stronger going into uh, the 2021 season. All right. So, the last game that I didn't really know that was going on. Hey, be mad at me, whatever you want to do, but I didn't know that Bel Air was taking on Lubbock how did, Coronado. How did we miss that? How did Bel Air make the playoffs? <laughs> I guess it's top four, and there's only four in that district. Oh. Hey, 
but they made playoffs. Yeah. Lovin' Coronado took it to him 82 to 35. Yeah. No, to put the, to Jeez. put up 80, dog, like, it's not Bel Air's offense, man, right? And I really feel for yeah. uh, the offensive line, the running backs, the receivers, uh, quarterback, Adrian Parsons, man, you know, because they were moving the ball downfield. They were scoring points. They were putting points up. But on that defensive side of the ball, like, I, you know, I think they had a lot of guys on that defense that left the program midseason, man, for yeah. whatever reason. You know, I don't know if it was safety issues or health issues, but the team that they started off on week one and the team that they finished uh, in that loss to Lubbock Coronado was a different team, man. So, you know, it's it's, it's just tough, man. It is what it is. 82 to 35 to, to Bel Air. Yeah. Not the way Adrian Parsons wants to finish out his career, but, uh, you know, maybe there's an opportunity for him to continue his game, his yeah, career, absolutely. You know, via the El Paso Combine. So we'll keep in, we'll keep tabs on him. But you know, Bel Air has a lot to rebuild. Losing Parsons this year, right? Yeah, for sure. So that's going to wrap up the nine one five showcase playoff edition. Congratulations to all the teams that won, and congratulations to even the teams that lost. They had a great season. So that's going to wrap up the nine one five showcase playoff edition. Congratulations to all the teams that made it, and congratulations to all the teams that actually played this. Past Last weekend, uh, they had a great season, even though COVID came in, but you guys stuck in there and won that. But E, 20 episodes, man. We're episode 20, man. Yeah, man, Jay. We've come a long way, man. We got the we <laughs> right? got the Roadcaster Pro going. <laughs> We're doing a damn thing, man. For sure. Hey, you know what? I'll tell you what, man. Let's go ahead and take it back just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? How we going? Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Let's take it back. Hey, no we got doubt. 19 episodes, dog. 19. Under our belt, like I said. And we started off a little bit tough. You know what I'm saying? We didn't know what the hell we were doing. <laughs> but, Jay, like, when we came up with this Cold Zone, this podcast idea, dog, like, we were having these conversations already. Right. Yeah. This is when, when we're kicking it at my house or when I'm over at yours, you know, we're talking about all these things, you know, raw and uncut. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're just telling it like it is, man. And, and I said, think that was the key, dog, is that we were able to have an outlet for us to say yes. what we really thought, what we really felt and not be political unfiltered. about it. Yeah. yeah unfiltered, man. And, uh, you know, I think we did a really good job, Jay. And, you know, I think El Paso and, and, and the people that were downloading, yo, you know, what was tight is like the messages we were getting on social media. Yeah. Like there was a girl out in San Antonio. She was like, I love listening to the coldest zone. It reminds me that I'm back at home, you know, yeah. so dog. Yeah. And like, you know, to, for me, if we got a, at least one person that felt like that, yeah. then hey, we're good. Uh, we're shout good. out to Lydia Moreno out in Dallas. Somebody yeah. that we went to high school with that uh, downloads and, and subscribes. Jay, I think our Quinta episode was her favorite. She was sending it out <laughs> to all of her family. That's stuff. hilarious. Uh, so shout out to Lydia. But Jay, we've come a long way, man. You know, we've yeah. talked about all the players, you know, all the Stansberry certifications we were able to do. You know, we go back. To my boy, Saya. You remember what was that? Ooh, episode two? Yeah, it was Saya. episode three when we said to Saya, hey, what do you think about San Diego playing against El Paso in an all-star game? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah. It, it was a big thing. Right. You know, right. California ain't got nothing on Texas. Right, I right. should have sent him just recently top three players coming out 
of the U.S. is from Texas, but I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to my dude, Sire, man. Yeah, that was a that was a fun episode. Shout yeah. out to Sire, my boy. You see, I'm not gonna bring up Hollywood Hill story, man. No, don't, don't, I'm don't. I'm not gonna don't. do that. I got in trouble for that one. <laughs> but, Dennis Rodman, we ain't gonna talk about yeah, that, man. Go back no and Dennis. listen. Hey, this is the time. Go back and listen and catch all those stories <laughs> because these came out in the summertime, right, Jay? Right. The first initial episodes before the season, right? Uh, and we really had a structured segment, you know, where we flash back and talk about uh, mining your past. You know, we talked a lot about my career, you know, in high school at UCLA in the NFL. We brought on Jimmy Mack of Be The Best. Yeah, my boy. You know, we were out, you know, we were both undrafted free agents for the Houston Texans uh, in 2002, the first year of the franchise. We were both out in NFL Europe together in 2004. He was out in Scotland and I was in Berlin. That was a really good episode, man. That uh, was. A lot of good commentary there. Uh, a lot of good stories that that Jimmy and I uh, were able to share, man. And so so shout out to Jimmy Mack. That was a great episode. Go back and listen to all these episodes, man, because there's a lot of a lot of good stories, man. You know, it's just like we're at the bar chilling, man. We're just you know hanging I mean? out, man, just doing us. But I remember, and man, you lucky I ain't got it on my on my panel right here, man. But you remember when I said Joel Serrano gonna be the leading rusher, and you thought I was a fool for that. Remember yeah, that? I did. I do. You remember. thought seriously like I was just like, you was like, quit drinking that ranch water, <laughs> homie. I think all y'all need that ranch water because my boy came through this year. Yeah, he did, man. The city's leading rusher, <laughs> right? Joel Serrano. Hey, whether it's two games or ten games, it is what it is. It ain't my fault. Shout out to you. Yeah, Aaron Dumas, uh, you know, just couldn't get it going uh, yeah, this year out of America. Tavoris Jones, until that first game in the playoffs, man, they just haven't had any consistency. Nothing nothing on him, nothing on his game. Mm-hmm. But So if we look at it like that, yeah, you were right. Joel Serrano, city leading rusher. So congratulations to so, you, man. Like, really like I somewhat of like a champion kind of, you know what I'm saying? You know, like, uh, is, is that like something I could see myself? I as? don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah. You are the champion. Ah, see, when you're in charge of the board, you can do whatever you want. Hey, you know, my mom always said, stay humble and, you know, good things happen. And I love Miss Dasbury, man, but uh, hey, I'm sorry, man. I have credit to, to you. Credit to you, man. Credit to you. <laughs> Shout out to you, Joel. Shout out to that whole team, man. Hey, but it was a great episode. Episode 10, our anniversary, you know what I'm saying? And we had all kind of anniversary. <laughs> hey, we was doing everything. People I know were probably a bit upset. Like, Yo, you guys only had 10 episodes. Yeah, that was his, the episode we had uh, Joseph Vasquez on, man. Yep. He was like our first in-studio guest, right? Yeah, shout uh, out to JV. And then uh, our OG sponsor, man. Yeah, OG. Sancho Jerky, man. Yeah. Jesse Hernandez, man. He's been doing it up for us every week. He's been with us for a while, man. Uh, you know, he always buys an ad for the program for the All-Star game. Yep. He always has a jerky for us when we're out at, at the games Friday night. So, Jesse Hernandez. Hernandez, uh, and the whole Magellan crew, Jay, because that the Magellan, your guys out there, they be listening to the podcast. So let's give them some love. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to you and for tuning in and downloading the Colder Zone. All right, man. And then we also jumped into like episode 13, man, where Montwood's wide receiver crew, man, you remember how they dominated, you know what I'm saying? They dominated the first, what, first or second game and they came out. They did great, but I just really feel bad for them because 
I think these breaks really took a toll on that Montwood Ram team. Yeah, Yamil so, Oaxaca, uh, Mo Money, Mo Problems, Sal Soto. These guys were competing at the time with that 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 wide receiving core at East Lake. You know who had the best receiving core? Yeah. You know the Falcons, the Montwood Rams. Shoot, I'd throw in the Eastwood Troopers in that mix. Right? But you know Mo Money uh, is a senior. Yamil's a junior. He's coming back. Sal Soto is a senior, mm-hmm. right? So he's gone. Not the way you want to finish your senior year but Mo Money is is, as good as advertised man Stansberry certified early on uh, in this season so congratulations uh, to them man what else you got so so episode 15 our Ginta episode is when we were doing the Clint Riverside predictions you know what I'm saying so that was really cool then even though my Rangers didn't come out the victory but it is what it is and then episode 16 we had our boy man CD Colin Diva was in the house. You remember that one? Nah, I, I don't. I don't know if you remember that one or not. I don't, I don't you remember sure that. You don't remember that one? I let, I let the episode get away from me, man. You know? Because uh, that, that was the one that we had just come out of lockdown, right? Gosh. And then Colin was, Colin came. And, Speaking of ranch water. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah, no. That was uh, that was pretty painful to to listen back to when we when we put that out. But, hey. Episode 18. How fun. about We did. We'll move on. Ciao. Episode 18. Franklin upsets a America's man mm, never saw this one coming. never saw it coming but they got some guys back that were healthy because remember at the beginning of the episode mm, somebody predicted somebody that, predicted Franklin to be on top of 6a but unfortunately like I mentioned before injuries played a big part of don't, them not winning don't you 6A. dare try to take credit for that one so man. I'm sorry that's just that's just the, the way biggest, it is the biggest upset of the season by far Franklin yeah, taking sure. down America's all right, and then episode 19, man. We broke down all 10 weeks in district champs. Congratulations to all those district champs out there. Yeah, man, yeah. So, Jay, we did it. That's it, man. We did it. Episode 20. 20. Episode. Another long warm-up, Jay. We're talking about a team of the year. We're talking about an offense and defensive player of the year. We'll have those conversations maybe here in a little bit when we come back. But a very special guest joining us in studio, the godfather, the legend. Mm-hmm. Coach Rick Hernandez, and we finally got him in, man. So looking forward to that. But Jay, this is episode 20. Jay, listen to this, man. The coldest zone has been heard over five different countries here on this planet Earth. Yes. So thank you guys for downloading and subscribing. We're at 9,500 downloads. Let's get it to 10K. Jay, that's our goal. We reach our goals. 10,000 downloads. Get us there in episode 20 for Ed. Stansberry and Jason Flores. That's the warm up. Stay tuned. We got the Godfather coming into the house. Gia. Nobody does it better. I'm sitting here tripping. My mind is blocked. Nate Dog just spit it, so it's time to concoct. No one can do it better like this two man crew. They say we want here to quit us. Now, what y'all gonna do? Always into something, that's my name. Only out for money, hey, cause that's the game. People always ask me why I'm out for scratch. He who has the most is he who won the match. Strike one, one. me and Nate Dogg.
Welcome everybody back to episode 20 of the coldest zone. Jay, we ready? We were ready all season, man. <laughs> right. And uh, you know, this, uh, this episode 20 is we're going out with a bang, right? We're going to finish off season one of the coldest zone. And we've talked about it. I'm, it seems like we talked about it all season long, man. The Godfather. Yeah, man. It was time to, you know, for him to come on to the cold executive zone. director from the Greater El Paso Football Showcase. Somebody that I am connected at the hip with joins us in studio <laughs> at Coldest Zone Headquarters, 915 Showcase Headquarters, executive director Rick Hernandez. And yes, play that Godfather music. <laughs> this is the Godfather. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm happy to be here with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Coach, this is a this is a platform where you can let loose a little bit, you know. And I know that you know you're 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 a very busy man. You know you're you're, you're racking up the, the frequent flyer miles, going out to to Houston, you know, and back and forth, and doing nine overtime. But Jay and I have have been along for the ride with you since I, I, I've been back in El Paso. What was that? 2015. Yeah, it was a while back, <laughs> five years. Yeah, but coach, we wanted to bring you on today just because, I mean, you are uh, the foundation. I think of El Paso High School football. I think of the Greater El Paso Football Showcase and, you know, Ed Pfeiffer, the founding uh, executive director, and you took over the game. How long has it been now, coach? Oh, I guess it's been about 18 years, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> 18 years. And, you know, the game has gone, has come so far, you know. Yeah. And I think back uh, to when you were coaching in the game, coach, and Jay and I played, and I think it was the third All-Star game mm -hmm. when it started. And we couldn't even use any of the facilities, right? UIL, that was one of the challenges Mr. Pfeiffer had. What's been your experience, Coach, just being involved in the showcase from when it started to now? Well, you know, Ed Pfeiffer laid a great foundation. You know, his his passion and his stubbornness not to listen to everybody. And so when we took over, one of the things that Ed wanted to make sure, he says, okay, I've, take, I've laid the foundation. Now you guys take it to the next level. And, uh, of course, that was the vision and, but the bottom line is, is that, you know, we couldn't have done anything that we did without, you know, people like you guys. And it, it, it's so neat to, to pass the torch. You know, we, we lay it out and then all of a sudden, you know, we see you guys coming up and it's kind of like now you guys are, are stepping in, but yeah, it's, it's been, a, it's been a lot of fun and uh, we have taken it to a level now where it's a, it's a grassroots El Paso community event. Yeah. It affects every neighborhood in the county, and, and we're excited about it. It's, it's been a lot of fun. And, and let me say this. Jason and I, we've been involved for five years. Mm -hmm. You know, Coach, you, you named me director of operations shortly after I came back. The work was already done. You know, at the agency, at, at RHI, we always talking about putting on the sprinkles, right? That's all Jason yep. and I did. The, the foundation was there. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's been heck of a ride, man. And we 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 love, I think all three of us, our, our passion aligns as far as this community, the kids, being yeah. staying involved in a sport that we all love, Coach. Yeah. It's just a testament to what you've been through going coming up uh, through the, the Tony Shaw program, coaching at UTEP, you know, when your career first started. What give me some of your highlights, coach, because you know, I get tired of talking about all the stuff that I did. Oh, hell. <laughs> <laughs> coach, this is the kind of stuff I got to do. This guy talks about all his. But maybe, Coach, this, <laughs> like, what are, what are some of your highlights from, I mean, because you were, what, safety back in the day when you, when you played? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, defense was my was my spot. I guess my passion. There was a lot of good athletes in offense, so they put the other ones on defense. But I, I played there, and then <laughs> Bel Air graduate, right? Highlander, right? right. Oh, Highlander. <laughs> okay. I remember the days when we'd play Urban would have these big matchups with Bel Air, and and some of the players would come over and hug me in the middle of the field, and you guys from Urban would be going, Coach, what's going on over there? Come on. You know, it's crazy, Ed, because a lot of people don't understand that Coach has been in, like you said, uh, close to 18 years. And every year we get different volunteers, you know, for this whole program, you know, for the showcase. And most of the volunteers have a son or a daughter that's in the showcase. Right. Coach hasn't had anybody in the last 18 years, and he's done a great job for all of us. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's that's the key is that we're all doing it out of our, you know, just the graces of our heart and the love for the game. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 the passion that that Rick uh, walks around every day with, and and that's just very contagious. You know, when we started meeting, when we started working together, you know, I was absorbing all of that in, and uh, you know, I Rick has been orchestrating everything that I've been involved in uh, since I got back in town. I tell this story all the time. Coach was the first person I sat down and met with when I my family and I decided that we were going to move back, and you know, he has he has been behind everything that I've done back here in El Paso and and I I I give everything to Rick we'd run through a brick wall uh for you coach you know that absolutely Um, and and it's just so cool that we can do this and and coach you've given us the opportunity to just freestyle and and come up with as much ideas as we can and put it together and put it in motion and it's a credit uh to coach for for allowing us to do that yeah, for sure. Well, you know, you guys are you guys are being what, way too kind. I don't, I don't know what you're expecting <laughs> from me. You know, I, you know I, I'm not going to make you guys run any more sprints and you know, stuff like that. You know, but Ain't uh, nobody around here running much. <laughs> let me tell you that. But way you know too what? Old. It, it it has been. Uh, you know, Coach Shaw. He he sets a precedent and a foundation that I think uh, kind of set the the tone for for all of us. And uh, you know. The, the tradition and, and, you know, the rocket pride that was laid out in, in, in Irvin all those, you know, good years. Uh, there's there's a strong family, and uh, it's still strong right now. But it's, it's not hard at all because there's passion in El Paso, and there's passion for the kids, and all it takes is a spark. And once we get a spark going, it's contagious, and it just it just it flies like, like a, a flaming fire all over. So, you know, the committee... The committee in the All Star Game is just unbelievably. Yeah, they are. They, they are. They work like crazy. The athletic directors, all the the superintendents, the school board members. It's it's an El Paso, you know, unity, and, and and it's been great. It's been a good ride, and and we've been fortunate that El Paso is such a, a passionate community, and uh, all we got to do is you know have a spark and. And they take off. Yeah. It's, it's been good. Well, we're about to light that spark plug. But one story I do want to share, because this was very cool for, for both Coach and I. We flew out to Ohio. We went up to the, the Nationwide. We had a conference out there. One of the first years I got back, and uh, Coach and I snuck away, and we had the chance to go out to Ohio State, which was just down the street. Nice. And I hadn't been back to that stadium since, since I played. That was my first start at UCLA at linebacker, going out to the horseshoe, and nobody was there at the stadium coach it was just you and I and we got to walk around and take some pictures and it was really cool to share that moment uh, with coach uh, out there in Columbus and Jay cue the music because we need to turn it up 
Oh yeah, let's do for it. For Colts right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Cause we got our hype music, oh, and yeah. this is Coach's favorite song, his hype music. The Texas, what is it called, Coach? March Grandioso. March this, Grandioso. <laughs> this, this is the finest. This is a Texas high school football song right here, and it doesn't get any better. Uh, Odessa uh, Permian, who are Texas. Uh, Amarillo. All the big, big Springs, boys. Abilene. Wow. Uh, it's, it's, wow. And I'll never forget the first time we, we were playing Mojo, you know, Permian, and it was when John Wilkerson was, was the head coach, what they did, Friday Night Lights. And, yeah. I, and I tell you what, there's nothing like it. They, they play the song, and everybody goes crazy. It is the greatest <laughs> feeling in the world. You I were telling you us what. a story before we started recording of that time that you, Coach Shaw, and the Rockets went out to, to Permian, to Ratliff Stadium, and the band was behind your bench playing the song? The whole, the, whole, <laughs> the percussion was playing it, and yes. you, couldn't, you couldn't hear a thing. There was You tried to talk to each other, and the whole crowd, Crowd yes. was just black and white. They were just screaming with their pom poms, and <laughs> I mean, it is a feeling that. But you know what's good about it is that we experienced that in Odessa Premium, and we hadn't seen anything like that in El Paso. But but now it's different. Yeah. Now it's different. Now right. now you see the emotion. Now mm-hmm. you see the the electricity in El Paso football, and it's just awesome to be able to see that that energy and that excitement where the El Paso kids are now part of that. Yeah. Coach, so before we get into the combine and the draft and all that good stuff, I wanted to kind of put you on the spot a little bit, do a little Q&A with you. You've been in the game for almost 20 years. Tell me your best offensive player that you've ever seen, Coach. Easy. The best offensive player? Coach, don't be pressured. In the All-Star game? Sure. Let's do with All-Star game. I'll I'll tell you what, the best one has been the flea flicker. Yeah, but your player. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tell me your best offensive player that you've ever seen. Well, what are you talking about? You guys are playing. Uh, you think you think I'm going to be dumb enough not to say you guys? <laughs> I'll give mine. It's Patrick Norris. Yeah, uh, you know the late rest in peace. Patrick yes. was was a brother to us, Jay. You know, and what he did on the field, his size, Texas leading rusher. I mean, that 45 running downfield, man, he was a train. Yeah, he didn't want to be in front of that. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you a story about Patrick Norris. He was a sophomore, and we go down to Ratliff Stadium, and I think it's the first game of the season. And uh, he's a sophomore, and and I'll never forget Randy Bowling was our linebacker. He's Mm -hmm. he's with Tropicana Homes right now. And uh, so we're playing, and all of a sudden we're in the middle of the the first quarter, and, and Randy comes to me, and he goes, he says, Coach, he says, Who's this? Who's who's Patrick? This guy is killing him. <laughs> and I tell you what, Patrick Norris, it got to a point where Odessa Permian would not run his side. And he he was an animal. He wow. was a monster. Wow. Patrick Norris is, is really one of the best athletes I've ever coached. He's really he was really good. I agree with you, Ed. You know, I was I was in middle school and and Patrick was was at Irvin already and my older brother Hal was on the team and they were friends and I remember they were all at the house one night. And Pat, you know, being Jamaican, he had this Jamaican shirt that he wore everywhere and he left it at my house and my mom had washed it. 
And uh, I took that shirt and I, I wore, I would wear it to school, man. I thought I was the coolest guy. I was like, I'm wearing Patrick Norris's shirt, but that just shows you uh, the tradition and the pride that we had being being at Irvin. But uh, Jay, why are you gonna put Coach on a spot like that? I'm just yeah, he's really, been through a lot. <laughs> hey, hey, Coach has seen a lot of good, great players in that All Star game. But yeah. think about the names that have come through the All Star game, going back to to Pat Norris, to 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 Randy Bowling, um, to Caleb Quinn, Caleb Quinn. Win, to the Jones brothers, to yeah. uh, Paul Smith, Brian Paul Smith, Young, Minton Holloway. Uh, the list goes on and yeah. on. And we could put together like an all-century all team oh, yeah. that, for, yeah. for the showcase. So that's yeah. something, Jay, that maybe we could work on in the offseason. But getting getting down to business, Coach, and, and Jay, we had great news. Coach, you know, we had that, that press conference last week on Tuesday announcing, unfortunately, that we weren't going to have the All-Star game this year. But the silver lining in it is we're going to have the draft uh, virtual draft, right? So we're going to announce uh, the All-Stars this year for 2020, which I think is is the right move, right? Because these kids have been busting their butt for their entire career. Yeah. And a lot of them deserve this this recognition as being a named an All-Star for 2020. And we're not going to have uh, a blank when it comes to uh, All-Star teams exactly. for this year. Yeah. And, and you know, rightfully so, th- this has become a, an El Paso tradition. And and you know what? What's really interesting is is you have players that played in the All Star game that not have sons yeah. that played in the All Star game, and so there, you, I agree. With, there's no way we could have had a blank where we look at you know 2020. There's no team. So, and, and again, these kids grow up. You know, they grow up in you know, junior high and, and freshmen, sophomores, and, and there's one of their goals is to make all district, win yeah. district, and to play in the All Star game. And so, fortunately, we were able to still have the selection and. And these kids now, you know, join the, the, the elite group of El Paso. And it's it's an important selection. And it's a big honor for these kids that they'll have the rest of their lives. Yeah. And again, uh, if you're listening to to the Cold Zone, we're, we're uploading this, this podcast, episode 20, on Monday. The draft, the virtual draft is going to be uh, Sunday, December 20th at 1 o'clock. And you can go to our website, 905showcase.com, to, to hit the link uh, to view the stream. It'll be the executive director, the coach, Rick Hernandez. Oscar Leeser, our draft commissioner, and then myself, Jason Flores, and Joseph Vasquez breaking down the draft picks and plenty more special guests coming in, athletic directors around El Paso County. So definitely tune in December 20th, 915showcase.com for our, what year is this for? This is our fourth. Yeah. So this will be the fourth, the fourth annual Great El Paso Football Showcase draft. And it will not disappoint, man. No, 92 kids, 92 players, representation from every Every high school coach, this is something that is a fundamental uh, rule that that we've tried to to keep with since the beginning of the game is have representation from every school in El Paso County. Yeah, that, that's been important because, you know, uh, there's a lot of interpretations. You know, we've had a lot of comments throughout the years saying, well, why don't we have a just an all star game where, it's, you know, the the best against the best. And, and in our opinion, you know, it's. It is the best against the best because right. it's important to include everybody. And, and you have you have good athletes in Torneo and Anthony and, and, and the smaller schools, just like you do the bigger schools. And so that's been a tradition. And that's been something that Ed Pfeiffer felt strong about. And, mm-hmm. and we've all agreed on it. And, and it just it just you know represents the unity of the El Paso County and, and the, the purpose of this All Star Game. Yeah, absolutely. And then and then we move over to the combine, Coach. And uh, this is something that and we've talked about it in episodes, Jay, you and I. But when you look at 
the Greater El Paso Football Showcase in total, the combine it has the biggest impact here in the community. You know, I think we're at, Coach, what is it, over $15 million in eight years Yep. in scholarships. And, and this isn't Division One; It's Division Two. It's Division Three. It's NAIA schools. And, and it's scholarship. Some, some of it is financial aid. And these uh, student-athletes here in El Paso County have an opportunity because these schools don't have the budget to fly into El Paso to see our kids. So with a very special thank you to Javier Loya, co-owner of the Houston Texans, former Burgess graduate coach. You're on phone with him, it seems, weekly, just keeping him updated with what's going on with the Combine and making sure. And he has been advocating to put this on and make sure it happens this year, right? Yeah, you know, that's one thing that Javier is one of a kind. You know, he, he's he's very passionate about it. And, and one of the things he gave me a call and he says, look, with what these kids have been through this year and, and all the, the trials and challenges that they've had, he says, look, if there's ever been a year that this combine is, is important, it's more important this year than ever before. And uh, and we agreed with him. And, of course, you know, at the time, you don't know. You know, you have all, all right. these cancellations and you have all these you know, shutdowns and so forth. And, and we really didn't know. And so he was saying, we got to have it. We got to have it. And uh, we did put down some stipulations that to, that to be a certain amount of college coaches to commit the volunteers, high school coaches to put it on. And of course the, the number of players, we didn't want to bring in coaches and have it all set up and have 40 kids show up. Right. That would have been embarrassing. Mm -hmm. And, but sure enough, uh, the El Paso players, I believe we're at 180 right now. Yeah. And the cutoff nice. was, that we had was a minimum of 150. We're at 180. We've got 35 uh, college coaches that have committed. But, you know, this, this cause, this this combine is near and dear and passionate because all through the years that we coached, you know, there, there's always going to be, you know, you know, you had the Eds and the Billy Davises and the Ray Mickens and, and the Patrick Norris's, but we just saw so many players that were good and could have played at the next level. And they just didn't have the opportunity because we're isolated. You know, the co colleges just wouldn't have the expense and, and take the time. When you can go to Houston or L.A. or Phoenix or Atlanta and, you know, it's met metropolitan area where there's just, you know, hundreds and hundreds of high school kids. And so Javier Loya's vision, he was doing this combine in Houston. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, I want to bring it home. And it's just a testament. Right now, we've got El Paso kids all over the country, yeah. all over the country. Doing well, too. Yes, yes. You know, and, and one thing that the college uh, coaches say is that we like El Paso kids. They're hard-nosed kids. They're disciplined. They, they, they don't give up. They know they, if it's the harder it gets, you know, they, they just buck into it. And uh, what's good about that is that's a compliment to yeah. the high school coaches, to the programs, to the athletic directors, to the administrators. If they say if they call a meeting at at two o'clock, El Paso kids are there at you know ten five minutes early, and that uh, that they work hard, they stay late, and and this is just a compliment to El Paso, to the culture, to what family values bring, and now this is all over the country. Yeah. And they, they love us. They love El Paso kids. Yeah. 
And and Javier, something that you told me, you know, if things didn't, if things fell through here in El Paso, Javier was ready to put, get some buses together and bus them out to Houston, right? Uh, exactly. For the combine, if it came to that, it didn't, right? We we met we met our goal. We're at 180 kids. That number's still growing. The number right. of colleges committing and signing up to to come down is growing. I think we're closer to 40 now. And remember, remember guys, that's January 23rd. We're gonna have it out at. Uh, Clint High School, they have a beautiful facility. We have a little more room to work with. You know, normally we're, we're over at the SAC, but when the kids, after they're done, they're able to come in and speak and, and, and talk to these coaches in the locker rooms at the SAC. Well, now we're moving that to Clint where we're going to have a big cafeteria set up. We have an auxiliary gym that can accommodate us if there's uh, bad weather. So it's the right move, coach, and I'm glad uh, that we're doing that. But an opportunity, that opportunity is going to be here for our kids this year, January 23rd do what you can if your season is over start training for the agility start training for the 40 uh, start training for individual drills because this is the biggest interview of your life and this will help set up the projection of your life uh, using football using sports as your vehicle to obtain your higher education and continue to play the game you love jay let's keep it going let's keep it flowing where we at next hey coach so hey we got the combine out the way we got the draft out the way. I just wanted to update you a little bit when it came to the panel. You remember the panel picks, Coach, <laughs> that, that uh, you uh, were a uh, part of? We had, uh, so it, it was. Yeah, uh, I, I it remember was, I was leading. Last right. time I, I saw, I, I right. was on top. Right? right. So right. let me tell you real quick, Coach, on how things really ended up. So we had Prep 1, right? We had, right. Uh, we had Ed. We had myself. We had Robert Godinez. We also had Joseph Iglesias, and we had yourself, Coach. And what we did was to see what teams were going to win, right? right? I mean, right. that was that was the key. But at the end of the whole year, Coach, you know, unfortunately, you were at the top probably the first or second week. No, coach. no, I thought it was longer than that. Okay, <laughs> you know what, Coach? You're on the top for three weeks. Okay. But at the end, there was only one champion, Coach. And I'm sorry to tell everybody. I'm sorry to tell Ed. I'm sorry to tell Jesse Tovar and Jimmy McLean and all these guys. But there's only one champion, Coach. I'm sorry. And that is Mr. Jason Flores coming out at top. Chris, Chris, please lay out the red carpet. I will dress up in whatever suit you want me to. $25 minimum. (laughs) What is the appeal process here uh, I mean, I'm mean, i sorry uh, coach I'm sorry I'm sorry I don't but see how that can be now. I will order whatever steak you want me to and I will eat it for you <laughs> for all you other guys out there hey maybe next year but I got a slice of humble pie for you over here man <laughs> there's only one champion out there Coach, he, this this guy was texting the kids and stuff during the week, making sure kids <laughs> see who was healthy and who was hurt. He was doing all that, and so Coach, it's not my fault. But that <laughs> the standings are in sixth place. That would be yourself, Coach. Me? Unfortunately. <laughs> yes, uh, okay, you wait, ended wait, up. Wait. That's how I felt too, Coach. Oh my okay, gosh! Okay, okay. Oh my gosh! Uh, you ended up with fourteen points. In fifth place is uh, Joseph Iglesias with fifteen points. Ed Stansberry, Mr. Football Guy. In fourth place, Coach, he ended up with 16 points. Tied for third is Be the Best Jimmy McClain and Robert Godinez with 17 points. Jesse Tovar is the only one that actually gave me a run for my money. He ended up at second place uh, with 18 points. 
But there's only one champion, coach. I'm sorry. I hate to keep bringing it up to you guys, but everybody needs to understand. Do you think there's only this one oh, no. champion? I hear every Yes, day. thank you so much, Ruth Chris. I cannot wait to see you guys. I can dress in whatever suit you want. Red carpet, purple carpet, whatever y'all got. You can't even out. go out and eat right now, man. So Chico's tacos. How's that? Chico sounds great as well, coach. <laughs> no, but Jay, yeah, congratulations, man. Yeah. You were the champ. Yeah. Uh, so yep. kudos to you, man. Yeah. 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 It was right. good. Yeah. It was good. It was uh, something that I did predict earlier in the year. Yeah. But hey, it was a good run for all you other guys. Well, I think about the stuff that matters. And if you realize when Coach named his top athletes, uh, his top players, uh, I was in there, Liz, but Jay, but you were. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Like okay. I said, coach, we're talking about the panel, coach. We're talking about the panel. Yeah, but, uh, guys. You only uh, said that because you guys are okay, together. This, That's this it. is getting, uh, this is getting it. personal here with the Rockets uh, now. Coach, uh, yeah. but no, coach, uh, we have nothing but love for you. Again, we'll run through a brick wall for you. Anything you want, anything you need. But we thank you so much uh, for joining us on our season ending episode, episode 20. I know you got a flight to catch. Uh, last words from the Godfather. Well, I tell you what, you guys are awesome. This is great, and, and uh, it's an honor to be able to get together with you guys as you carry on the tradition of El Paso and, and, and carry sort of the torch and uh, keep on let's keep on working together and and doing it for El Paso. Like, yes, great sir. Job. Yes, sir, Coach. We love you. Uh, we appreciate everything that you do. We'll just keep on with showcasing uh, the talent here in El Paso County with the Greater El Paso Football Showcase with our All Star Draft December twentieth. A special shout out to all of our subscribers out there. Five different countries. We've had listeners. Five yeah. different countries, Whoa. and we're at ninety five hundred downloads. Take us to ten thousand El Paso. So El Chuco, the Sun City. Thank you guys so much. From Jason Flores, from the coach, the Godfather, Rick Hernandez, and your boy Ed Stansberry. This is the coldest zone. Gia. Can someone please tell me what we fight for? About to kick off your dog. Jay Brooks with the message now. Got men coming like a silent sniper. Kill him on slow like the venom from a killer fiber. Turn him on slow. Can someone please tell me what we fight for? About to kick off your dog. Jay Brooks with the message now. Listen, forget to use who laugh, but them not play. To all my boys of 45s and 80s. It seemed like there's three tougher every day. But y'all know there's not much left to say To all the warriors who need no song To all the men who know and love the Lord For all the soldiers who ain't afraid to die I Listen, I'm living in the coldest zone And I just don't know why my youth have become it my life To become the greatest, they two and I are hard. Let them can't break it stand up. Even if we live up by them seas, the backwoods, country projects, and not them cities, you're fun tough. A slide to become the greatest, they two and I are hard, yo. Listen. 
forget to use to laugh for them not play To all my boys of 45 and they grace It seems like there's three come for every day But I know there's not much left to say To all the warriors who need no sun To all the men who know and love the Lord For all the soldiers who ain't afraid to die Listen, I'm living in the golden zone And I just don't know why my youth have become my Just don't.